Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, my little biddies. It is your host, Rachel, here. This is the Lipstick Biddies Podcast, formerly known as the Dirty South Makeup Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the family. This is so much more than a podcast. We're a community. Make sure to use hashtag Lipstick Biddies and caption what you love most about this podcast and tag me at Lipstick Biddies for a chance to be posted on our Instagram feed for Feature Fridays. I am so appreciative of you listening into this podcast today and being a part of the Lipstick Biddies community. If you're digging this podcast, there are a few ways that you can help to support. First, when you love an episode or see a post on social that you resonate with, or if you're listening to an episode and want to take a screenshot, please always tag me at Lipstick Biddies and at Rachel Rose Makeup so I can return the favor because we love returning the favor. Sharing on social and recommending this podcast to your friends is always the easiest way to help this community grow. Second, please, please, please rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Your reviews are incredibly appreciated by me as a small creator who would love to amplify all the voices you see and hear on this show. Those reviews are what helps get visibility for this podcast. I read every single review. You guys are so amazing. I love it. Lastly, you can sign up to be a Lipstick Biddies subscriber on Patreon for only $5 a month. Y'all, that is less than a price of a lipstick. As a patron, you will receive access to a private Lipstick Biddies community Facebook group. This is where we support each other. We ask questions, share advice, promote our work, celebrate our wins, and continue the conversation you hear on this podcast. I'm talking about job leads, assisting opportunities, makeup collection, kit organization advice, content creating tips, you know, all the good shit that you want and you need to succeed. And more than anything, have a sense of belonging and community with a truly supportive group of people. All are welcome in this group, no matter what amount of experience you have or your current line of work. Lipstick Biddies is a fully one-woman show, so your support as a patron will go towards helping this podcast and help me to bring you more frequent and higher quality content in the future. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Lipstick Biddies and at Rachel Rose Makeup. And always slide into my DMs with any feedback, any conversation. I love hearing from you all. So make sure to reach out and reach out to the fellow artists within the Lipstick Biddies community. Everybody is truly, truly supportive. Enjoy the episode and we will see you next week. Hi, everyone. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful holiday last week and happy early new year. Be safe, be smart, and wear your mask, please. So today's episode, I have my friend Krishna Branch as our guest. You can follow her at Makeup 
by Krishna and her name is spelled K-R-I-S-H-N-A and she is a dope, dope makeup artist and content creator. So this episode, we talk a lot about content creation. A lot of people have asked for an episode specifically about content creation and we also talk about assisting and set etiquette. So a little bit for everybody in there, whether you're a makeup artist professionally, a content creator, or if you're looking to get into content creation, this is definitely a great episode for you. And if you are a Georgia resident, you know what I'm gonna say now. Guess what? Today, if you're listening today, it will be December 30th that this episode airs. Today is the last day to early vote for the Georgia Senate runoff elections. So make sure if you're not early voting today that you make your voting plan for January 5th which is the official election day. And I'm offering free rides. So if you need a ride to or from a polling place and you live in Fulton or DeKalb County or anywhere in Georgia, I'm sure I can hook you up with someone that will give you a ride. Make sure you vote. So, so important. Let's uh, turn the Senate blue. Let's do it, Georgia. We did it once. We're going to do it again. We're going to save the whole country. So enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dirty South Makeup podcast. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited about today's episode. As I am every episode, I swear to God, this is uh, genuine excitement. I am very excited every time I record, but I'm especially excited for my guest today, Krishna Branch. Hi, Krishna. Hi, thank you. Um, We met, I guess, uh, through the Danessa Myricks Angels program, we connected. Yes. So firstly, I just want to say how much I enjoy your content on Instagram. Oh, thank you. And your videos. First of all, well, this this is why I wanted you to be on the podcast because I was like, oh, she has like such a great presence. Like you're very comfortable in front of the camera and like talking and very like well-spoken. But like, as we know that may, you may have edited out like the little- Oh yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> um, but like I, my favorite- <laughs> for me is like watching you put on different like lipsticks like oh yeah your lips are like such a beautiful <laughs> shape and every time I watch you do like any sort of lip tutorial I'm like oh my gosh oh yes that I was oh like, thanks yeah, I, I need to do more of those then <laughs> yeah and I loved your the one you did about the brows which was great because I think I mentioned it's like um I'm fortunate enough to have really nice brows so I don't yeah learning brows for me as a professional makeup artist has been um almost like my Achilles heel for a while I'm like pretty comfortable with it now Mm -hmm. but someone that doesn't have any brows it's difficult yeah for sure if you don't have brows I feel like a lot of the tutorials out there sometimes are just like get them waxed get them shaped fill in a little bit here and it's like some people like have to build an entire brow and if you don't know how to do that then you end up just filling in what the person naturally has which could be like a skinny worm line or something and it right. doesn't it doesn't complement the look it doesn't make them look better you're just making them look like themselves and some people need help with their brows so really yeah. learning how to build a structure of a brow knowing like how to make mm-hmm. it even on the face and all of that I feel like is really important right yeah and I think that for what I, my takeaway from your brow tutorial was that you need to use multiple different types of products. So like you have to yeah. use a pencil, you have to use like one of those uh, uh, liquid pens. Yeah, like a pen. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that has been the game changer for me because for so many years, the only things that were available were powder, pencil, and then recently the pomade started coming mm-hmm. in. And all of the, well, for the powder and the pencil, for the most part, you can't get like little hair strokes. Hair strokes. Yeah. Um, so when you don't have full brows, it always just looks a little muddled or a little like flat. Um, there's no like dimension going on there. So right. I never really liked my brows until kind of recently. And now that we have the brow I pins, brow. I can, oh, thank you. <laughs> I can fake it a little bit, you know? So that's, yeah. that's really helpful. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know you're, so which came first for you, content creating or professional makeup? Um, content creating because okay. I used to, uh, and I don't think of it as content creating because that's not what it was back in the day, but mm-hmm. I used to um, do YouTube videos. And so, mm. yeah, when basically in my like early 20s, YouTube, the whole makeup community thing started on YouTube and I would just learn how to do makeup on YouTube. I didn't Are know how we, to do makeup before that. I think we're the same age. I'm 35. Okay, yeah, I'm 32. So, so yeah, because that's how I learned how to do makeup was watching like all the glitters. Right, like, exactly. Edge, and they're just like, you know. Yeah, yeah so the you queen know, of you know. blending. Um, yes, all those uh, yeah. yes, queen of blending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this was around, I think YouTube started in like 2005. This is around like 2008 when I found YouTube. Um, and I just started to watch videos and figure out how to wear makeup because I wasn't one of the girls that like um, taught themselves how to do it in high school. In high school I wore like a little bit of powder to cover Mm -hmm. up like acne scarring and Mm -hmm. like lip gloss and Mm -hmm. like mascara. I didn't know how to do makeup until I could see someone else applying it and so I just started practicing based off of what I saw on YouTube and Mm -hmm. as a form of practice I would film myself and, and I just put it up on YouTube and that's kind of how that started. And then I moved into like throughout the years into a more professional space. No wonder why. See, I didn't know this cause I thought, cause yeah, cause like a lot of, so a lot of people who, who never did content creating that are professional makeup artists have now started to content create because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting cause you'll look at people's feeds and you kind of see the shift when you stop seeing clients and then you start seeing pictures. This current iteration. Yeah. This current iteration is that's exactly what happened with me because right. I hadn't I hadn't done it in years and so um I had shifted more into just like doing makeup on other people and then I lost my job in March and that's mm-hmm. when if you go back on my feed at the end of March is when my first little videos started again right so, and I don't do YouTube anymore so um okay. it's just on Instagram yeah so that makes so now this all makes sense to me because I was like how is she so good <laughs> <laughs> because you because you had the foundation of that YouTube. Oh, I get I, so. I don't I don't see myself as extra good at it. So I just I don't you're know. Good. I, you're, you're great. You're, ex, you're you're excellent. Ten out of ten. You. Will oh subscribe, subscribe, follow me. <laughs> um it's just you know for me it's really hard and I've talked about this in past episodes. It's like, first of all, I get tired of doing my own face. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, how do you come up with your ideas for your looks that you do little tutorials on? I think I still 
have that same mindset of I'm using my face as practice. I never go into a situation unless like someone asks, like you asked about the eyebrows or something like that. Mm. I don't normally go in with like a purely teaching mindset. Like I'm going to teach you how to wear your foundation properly. I don't do a whole lot of that. I'm just it's more like, I want to put makeup on my face today. I want to try this technique. I want to see if okay. my foundation works this way. I want okay. to practice drawing lines and I've got my face okay. to do it. And that's mostly how I approach it. So I'm not really, I'm never really, um, it's always just been, I'm practicing on myself. Right. So. You're not, you're coming into the look organically. <clears throat> you're not saying like, I need to make a tutorial on this and I'm no. going to record it. Not that's usually, interesting. No. That's probably that might be like a better thing for me to do like to change my mindset on it because that's how it is for me I'm like oh fuck I have to do a holiday smoky eye (laughs) no yeah I don't I don't do if you noticed I didn't do a single Halloween look Halloween's not Mm -hmm. my thing and I'm not gonna do a Halloween look just because it's Halloween time like if that's not my wheelhouse then I'm not going to participate and then this past look that I did that ended up being sort of a holiday look. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> you are like, a trendsetter. So Krishna, I did <laughs> Krishna did this beautiful look and we pre-record these. So by the time you listen to this, this might be like a little bit, you know, it, it won't be like the most recent post in our feed, but she did this beautiful holiday look that was um, like a teal eye with like a iridescent sheen to it, I want to say. And then like a red lip, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that a good mm-hmm. description? And then it was yeah. so funny because the very next day I opened my email from CVS and literally there's this bitch on it with the exact same look and I took a screenshot and I was like Krishna <laughs> and then the next day another person uh, it was Lijah it was Lijah Stewart who's like it's such so a t- funny talked about it before fucking love I Lijah. saw another one I just didn't send it to you <laughs> I saw another one after that. I was like, geez. Krishna did it first, y'all. Well, (laughs) the thing that I thought about when I saw it is not that I did it first, because one, I don't think I have any original ideas. But two, I, I didn't realize how popular of a combination it was. So right. I'm like, oh wait, this has been done. People do this all the time. Right. Well, it's my bad. <laughs> well, it's also that collective consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. when like you think of an idea, like other people have, th- you know, think of it around the same time. Yeah, yeah, I hate when that happens. I try to, I try to avoid that. I mean, I, I do get a lot of inspiration from a lot of different people, mm-hmm. but I always try to do concepts and put concepts together mm-hmm. of, of someone's idea and not do their exact look. So I like to take right. elements of different things and put them together yeah. for, and everything's going to look different on everyone Everybody. anyways. Cause like we look different and you know, I have hooded eyes. And so everything's right. good. If I, I could steal someone's exact look and it really wouldn't look like theirs. Cause right. my eye shape is totally different. Well, I have hooded eyes now. <laughs> I didn't five years ago, but now I have this like foldy ass outer lid and I can't do my liner the same way. I feel like you still have deep set eyes technically, but you're like you've said, you've time has taken place. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that like, do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. fully all the way across. I know. I I have like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you like when you're doing makeup on clients? Do you prefer people that have different eye shape than you? 
or yeah. does it like not matter? Cause I feel yeah, like that's I, how it is with me. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well they have the same eye shape. So it's, it's kind of boring. That's why I was saying like, I like when I have people with eye shape like you. Yeah. Cause I get to have No, fun. I hate doing people with hooded eyes. That's like, <laughs> hooded eyes are just the worst. Like <laughs> I do it on myself because I have to, but right. no, no, it's not the ideal eye shape, which is why you won't find a lot of like editorial artists or people who are picking their models picking people with hooded eyes. They just don't I do. do it. I just yeah. Love, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I always yeah, stray away sure. from like conventional beauty because for me, conventional, conventional, like when I say conventional, I mean like just like the standard face shape, eye shape, lip shape, Caucasian yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I find more beauty in people that are more, um, yeah, like more have different features, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So back, I just wanted to go back a little bit to content creating. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. I feel like some people who want to start content creating are held back by the idea of, I need lights. I need a backdrop. I need a expensive camera. Like, do you feel like that's something you need to make good content? I think you need, uh, I think you need lights and I think you need a good cell phone. Yeah. I think that's like, those are like kind of the needs. Um, the background situation, it just depends on your personal vibe. Some people like a background just to have that kind of continuity. And some people, you can merchandise your bedroom or your background or whatever, what's behind you, it, your living room, whatever you're using, um, and make that your background too. It doesn't have to be a solid blank wall. So right. really it's just about, I think the lighting and then having a good phone. Now, if you want your stuff to go to the next level, you know, using a real camera helps. Um, right. For me, because I used to do YouTube videos and I used to use a real camera, the more work it takes to do that is I'm not interested in. I want it to be easy. Right. I want it to be simple. I want to film it on my phone, edit on my phone, be done and like right. not worry about it. So um, it just depends on like the level of commitment and like the learning curve that you want right. to go through. So what for you, what is like the most time consuming part of the process? Is it actually filming or is the editing? Cause it's usually the editing. I yeah. think, I feel like that's the case for, for most people, but I think yeah. it's the editing and it's also the part that it's not just the most time consuming. I don't particularly enjoy it. It's not the Same. fun part. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, what I like to do is play with makeup. That's the fun part. Mm -hmm. I like to look at it. I like to talk about it. I like to apply it. That's the fun part. And if the camera is recording me while I'm doing that, that's cool. It's the like, after that, I have to go sit and edit footage or photos. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, I don't enjoy that, but it's, it's something to do right now. Mm -hmm. And I also think it could be beneficial in the long run to at least be comfortable doing that. So right. I, I do it. I don't have anything else to do right now. <laughs> yeah, I have. So, I mean, look, if you're a professional makeup artist, most likely you already have the lights and yeah. you probably do have like a upgraded cell phone to take pictures of your clients. So I think if that's something that you feel like is holding you back, you could yeah. literally <clears throat> tie up. I tied, I, I sometimes hang up. I have like a curtain that I wasn't yeah. using, like a bed sheet that you could steam and make it look like a background and then just I mean, set up you your just... lights. Yeah, if you just film against a plain white wall, like you don't have to have an actual background. Backdrop. Yeah. I think the real 
barrier to entry is is not the equipment it's like are you ready to do it or not because I feel like yeah I feel like sometimes the worry about the equipment is I don't want to say an excuse but it is mm-hmm. it's not it's not the real reason because you don't you don't need a whole bunch of stuff I like you said I just use my I'm using it right now I just use my makeup light which mm-hmm. I used on jobs and I just right. took it and now I'm using it for myself and I use my iPhone. Yeah. That, that's it. And then I do have like a backdrop behind me, but it's just a piece of fabric that I bought mm-hmm. at the fabric store. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, no biggie. Yeah. So make sure you follow Krishna because I feel like you've posted before a little breakdown of your setup. And like, once you see it, I feel like it's a little bit less intimidating, but I oh, do, yeah. I do agree with you that you have to commit and that's, I'm like in between Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very much in between because I'm still working a fair amount that I don't have the time to like edit and the editing like for yeah. you. Yeah. For me, I hate editing. Totally. I fucking hate it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and because the reason why I hate editing is because I feel like I put so much time in it and don't get any return on investment, mm-hmm, at least not mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So I feel like it's almost like, for me, I feel like I should, I, which is what I've been doing lately, spending less time editing, putting up things that I like that I think look good. And then once I start having more of a following, putting up better quality, because right now I feel yeah. like it's just not, I don't know, for my, like some of my videos will, will get a lot of views, but it doesn't convert into followers. So I'm like, yeah. They're, I'm putting out dope content every day. I just feel like it's also a stroke of luck in order to like go viral or get like a mass amount of followers all at once. So like you're, and you're a working makeup artist. Obviously we're not working Not right now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not now. And I know you, st- uh, you started, um, you were doing retail just like me. Yeah. But you have been working on sets, right? Like, is that what you want to, that's what you want to be doing, right? Like, yeah, ultimately that's what I want to be doing. And so I think that not that my Instagram reflects that, but I feel like I'm at least thinking in that direction. So, so hopefully I will start going in that way. Rihanna found her makeup on artists on Instagram. Yeah. That's brands, true. brands find their makeup artists to do their campaign on Instagram. And yeah. unfortunately they do look at the number of followers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I, that's the whole struggle with me. I hate looking at it and it bothers me and I, it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. I don't put as much yeah. weight into it as I don't put in weight like, oh, this means that I'm a bad makeup artist. I'm like, I know I'm a dope makeup artist. Why is this number not reflecting yeah. the shit that I, I'm putting out is what more where I'm coming from. But. I think because I think for me, because um, I don't know how that works. I, I okay. don't know how Instagram works in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they play fair. I don't think that, yeah. I don't think that, uh, I just don't think that there's, I mean, I guess there are strategies, but Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to stay true to who I am, then I can't really think about certain strategies so much. So right. I just kind of, I just kind of try to do what I'm doing. And that does lead to, you know, a very slow growth. But to it's me, authentic. that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just, you know. 
And that's, and I've also talked to Danessa about this, Danessa Myricks. Uh, we had like a little like one-on-one -on -one call mm -hmm. and I talked to her briefly about this and she said, you have to do what's authentic, what feels good, because if you don't, and if you're concerning yourself with putting out stuff that's specific to getting followers, yeah, it is not sustainable and it's not going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like, I'm just trying to keep telling myself just, okay, just keep putting out dope shit. Yeah. Something is going to click at some point. Exactly. And like you said, you know, some people are randomly, you know, plucked out of obscurity. And if you mm -hmm. just keep creating what you love and what you think is dope and just keep doing that, maybe someday that will happen. So it's not about like how many followers are coming in right now. It's just like keep creating what you're doing and yeah. maybe one day something will pop. A great, a great way for people who are also interested in doing makeup professionally is to actually start assisting. And um, I found like a few makeup artists that um, I've been wanting to assist on Instagram. And like, you know, I kind of cold call people mm -hmm. um, for a lot of my networking here because I moved to Atlanta not knowing anybody. And I kind of touched upon this in my episode with Sarah. Assisting is so hard to get into, but... So I have assisted on okay. New York Fashion Week. So the only okay. time that I've been assisting was um, New York Fashion Week. But I feel like that's mm -hmm. like a little different than when like you're assisting like one artist like on yeah. set. Because yeah. I understand what it entails, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't been able to really assist other than New York Fashion Week. Have you, you've assisted artists before, right? Okay, so here's the thing. Whenever I hear, you know, we've all taken all of the seminars, all the webinars and all of that, and you, I feel like that question comes up all the time. How do I get into assisting? I've heard everyone ask every artist. And, I and feel there's like, a book on it too. Yeah, I, I own that book. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like every person I've heard answer this question, like someone you would want to assist, every time they answer this question, they say, um, they give kind of a general, like, oh, you know, email my agent or email um, me, be professional, do this or that. Mm -hmm. But then they always say, but I always um, pick assistance out of people that I know or people that have taken classes with me or people that mm -hmm. I've worked with before. They never actually, I never really hear um, that a, that's worked <laughs> a real entryway. Yeah. So the, the, the advice that they give about like how you would do it in the cold calling way mm -hmm. um, doesn't seem to translate into how they actually pick their I assistants. Ag I agree with that. And that's like always so frustrating <laughs> to me when people are like, yeah, you X, Y, and Z. I didn't have to do X, Y, and Z, but do X, Y, and Z. Correct. No one I know, no one I know has had to do X, Y, and Z, but that is, I promise that's, that's going to get you the job and you're just Correct. Like, okay. Yes. yes. So the way that I have assisted the people that I've assisted is in that non-traditional way. So it's like, I can't, it's hard to like give advice on how you're supposed, on how they tell you to do it, how they tell you to do it in the book um, versus like how sometimes it actually happens. So for me, it was just, I knew makeup artists or kind of had a network or connection to a makeup artist who kind of before they started needing assistance, I, mm -hmm. I knew them. And then they kind of grew, like they got celebrity clients and they kind of grew and then they started to need an assistant. And I already knew that person. Mm -hmm. And that's happened in a couple of different situations. So it's, it's really all about 
personal networking and who you already know sometimes it's not necessarily like I sent an email or sent or filled out an application or something Mm -hmm. but I would say but there but even in that case you had to you have to make an impression on everybody that you work with at any you know anytime because you don't know who's going to need an assistant yeah at the next gig and you might be working alongside them on a project like a film project for example and they just Mm -hmm. enjoy spending time with you they you know you guys have good energy you know they may notice that you're always on time maybe that you always bring coffee for everybody like stuff like that and then they'll ask you to assist so I think it's I think it's in that, in that, in, in your way of getting into assisting, it's probably because of that, probably because of who you are, your skills as a makeup artist and people notice that and want to have you around. I would, I, I mean, thank you. <laughs> well, I they wouldn't be like, I mean, oh, let's, oh, I have no one to ask. Let's ask Krishna. I mean, I don't know about her, but let's, let's just try it. We have no one else. <laughs> I mean, that, that is probably the case. I, yeah. I think that the makeup world, even though it feels, I guess, very big and very competitive, it's very, very small. Yes. We all know each other. Yes. And so um, even in retail settings, which I've spent like, yes. most of my time, I got, uh, I worked on a short film because of a makeup artist that I worked with in retail she couldn't or didn't want to do the movie and so I had done a photo shoot with her before she knows Mm -hmm. like you said she's seen my kit set up first of all we didn't even talk about that but people who are are like clean and organized like other people notice that if I see your kit and I see oh I'm like okay I know I know what I know what type of makeup artist you are that's cool like we're different people but um I was on set and I, I was on set it was like a big it was a big project and um there was four or five makeup artists there and one of them was not wearing a mask. And mm. this was in July and we are required in the state of Georgia as of April to be wearing masks while we're working on people. So yeah. no, noted, I was like, Mm-mm, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's a good lesson. Like everyone's always looking, no yep. matter like who you're with, even this, even um, us being, you know, getting connected with Danessa and being in the Angels mm-hmm. and knowing this group of people, who knows down the line what artist is going to veer off in what path and be connected in whatever way and then bring someone else along. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, a combination so. of both and like not for nothing. Like I've had, yeah, I've had um, people who have, I mean, I didn't know that person without the mask personally but like I've had people who I have been on set with that I know act a certain way and like I'm mm-hmm. like mm, I guess that's you know because like it wasn't like it wasn't the kind of thing where I was bringing them on set but um you know I notice when people that I know I'm like okay well that's fine I would never recommend a client to you now noted like totally Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I think you just have to be mindful of how you behave on set and how you behave around other people. And people decide whether they want to be around you or not. And, um, you know, like you said, with reaching out, the first person I assisted, uh, well, not the first person, but one person I assisted, she put up uh, a post on Instagram looking for an assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in, in that way, it's like, oh, anybody who's available, you know, DM me. But when I emailed her, when I DM'd her, I was someone she already knew. 
And right. so she was just like, oh, yes, okay, you'll be my assistant, forget all these other people. Right. So even though it was like, I did respond or reach out in that way, there's still like, you have a better chance if you kind of already know them or they know you or you run in the same circles yep. or whatever. Yep, just always 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 be on your a game and yeah so i've been wanting to assist and i've been i like i i'm comfortable with like just shooting out messages to people on instagram or emailing people mm-hmm. um and i think if you're genuine about like your intentions and you like make please do not copy and paste <laughs> yeah because i'll tell you a fun story yeah another makeup artist who is in the same area as me Mm-hmm. reached out to me yeah saying hey i'm so and so i'm a makeup artist here's my portfolio can we collab mm. a makeup artist yes okay. <laughs> and they also said i'm looking to build my portfolio are you oh. able to collab and i my answer back was um and i don't know if they're gonna be listening but i <laughs> but if they do listen and i'm not saying names but honestly if you are listening this person take this as a lesson because this was like very not good um so my response back was like hey not sure if you know but i'm a makeup artist so when you say collab are you looking to maybe assist me yeah are you looking to hire me as are you looking to take private lessons with me because i do have rates for private lessons yeah, that word collab bothers me just in general. <laughs> that's a whole other. I can't, I can't collab. I, and I always do TFP, and then like people be like, "What do you mean by that?" And I was like, "But also was collab back in the so, day, yeah. collab is so like vague too." So I always try mm-hmm. to. But I was just like, I could tell that this person literally was copying pasting that to probably random like, emails, probably, probably <laughs> photographers. And this was in, this was in DMs. How do you fuck yeah, that up? Yeah. My, my Instagram handle is Rachel Rose makeup. How do you fuck <laughs> that up? I know that that was meant for a photographer probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe a model. I was like, so what? Yeah. You didn't even like switch that around because also, like I said, I've reached out to makeup artists to assist. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to say like, do you want to collab? No, that tells me that you were meaning not to send this to a makeup artist. And like exactly. I said, they, I think they like were covered and were like, oh yeah, I would love to assist. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Tie this back up in a full little bow. It was that same makeup artist that didn't wear masks. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> because the industry is so small and I didn't know that that person was going to be on that set with us. And then when they were on set, I was like, oh, you just always be professional at all times. And I'm okay with the, with the slow and steady approach. I'm okay with the, like, kind of getting to know someone and you you never know when they might need you or when they might call upon you. Mm -hmm. Like I did a music video. I assisted on a music video a few years ago and I brought my makeup light and I was the only one on I was the assistant but I was the only one on set who had brought a makeup light and the uh, main makeup artist hadn't so I brought my makeup light on set and you know like I said I'm organized and all that you never know who's paying attention to you so even though I wasn't working directly under him I wasn't his assistant he had noticed me so years later when he was doing this Instagram live I like put in the comments like oh hey I worked on this music video with you do you remember and he was like 
oh yeah, of course I remember you. You had the makeup light. You were the one who inspired mm-hmm. me to buy that light. Like I wow. bought the light because of you. So yeah. like, I totally remember who you are. And I would have, I had no idea he remembered who I was. And so you, you never really know who's paying attention to you, who's watching. Mm-hmm. So you always just want to be professional on your A game, have your stuff together. Cause you never know how those relationships can come back around. And so mm-hmm. even though I haven't worked with him since then, who knows? Like that door is, is open. open. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that. And I, I totally agree. And I look at that. So I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that big break. So when he's like, <laughs> he's like, who is this bitch with the photo or- photo organizer box? That's genius. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Krishna, before we go, I'll probably mm-hmm. give you a would you rather? Because I know that you're not a fan of the Kildare, <laughs> which I haven't actually, I haven't actually done them in a while because they're harder to think of. Okay. So would you rather be a professional makeup artist, you know, out there working whatever jobs that you want at a certain salary that you have in mind mm-hmm. or never be able to do that again, only be able to do influencing, but get paid double that salary that you would make oh if you were just doing God. it. Yeah. It's a tricky one. Well, I think it kind of depends on what would be involved in the influencing. Okay. If if the influencing involved me only being in my house and it would be what you're doing yeah. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once I would take that then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my um disinterest in influencing only comes when I then have to start doing when you become more of the talent. So then like you're doing commercials or you're doing, you know what I mean? You're an introvert. If I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm an introvert. So if I can continue to stay in my room <laughs> and do it, I'm fine with that. It's, I feel like once you get to a certain level though of success in the makeup artist influencing world, you kind of become the talent and I then gotcha. the focus is on you and I'm mm-hmm. not interested in, in being the talent. So in, in a in a real world, I would be a makeup artist on set making a nice little salary. But if I'm going to make double and just be able to work out of my bedroom. And never yeah, talk to anybody ever again and just get free makeup. For be, sure. Like, <laughs> I love that. I probably, I, I think I would choose the same too. And not, not because I'm an introvert, but just because like, I would just have more flexibility in my life because you could do mm-hmm. that from anywhere. And then you would have double the amount of money. So you could like go fly to fucking Tulum, Mm -hmm. sit your ass on the beach and be like pretending to do like, you know, then doing your job like in the (laughs) hotel room, you know what I mean? So like, that'd be awesome. But I prefer if like, same as what you're, I don't know if it would be like, it would have to depend on a few different factors. Cause like, I'm just, I don't know if that would be fulfilling long-term. I know it wouldn't be fulfilling long-term No, yes, no. I would do it for like a couple years and then save enough money and not spend it so that I could retire early. That's what I would do. I think that'd be my plan. Yeah. So I like that plan. Yeah. Retire early guys. Just start sucking away that money or just like sucking away that makeup and then resell it on pro makeup swap. <laughs> all that, pretty, all that PR. <laughs> I guarantee people are doing that. There's so much like brand new makeup being sold on pro makeup oh, swap. Yeah. I'm like, this has to be PR. I don't know what that, I've never heard of that before, so I should so check that swap. out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Facebook group where professional makeup artists sell makeup, and you always have to list it for usually 
the pro price or lower, usually okay. a little bit lower. And so if people are selling it, it's either because they couldn't return it or they got it for free. Yeah, it's one thousand percent. If that's a thing, then there's PR on there. Yeah. Or people, or people will be selling used products, gently used products. And I think I talked about this on a past episode. I'll buy stuff that, like, I bought something that was like clearly used, like once. It was like a Mayron Aqua Palette. Yeah. And Roundabout knew this person through people, and I was like, she's not selling me like a, you know what I mean, like shitty palette. So right. I bought it. A lot of them is like, well, when did you open that foundation, girlfriend? I know it's yeah. only like a quarter empty, but like. Was it How open years ago? You know, yes, you know. <laughs> I digress. Krishna, before we leave, can you let us know what you have going on right now in your life, uh, where to follow you and everything? Anything you want to say, party words? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Makeup by Krishna. I'm there a few times a week. I, I don't do the daily thing, but I try to show up. I try to be a little consistent. Um, I do story tutorials sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's where I am most of the time now. Go follow Krishna. She's the trendsetter. And you know oh that if you, if you open up a CVS magazine and see like a dope ass makeup look, Krishna did it first. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, we will talk to you next week.